0: edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I bring you episode number 52. I'm running solo again this week. Um, Last week was an amazing week. I don't know if anyone's tuned back into the previous episode number 51 but it was with my kids and it was very insightful, very um, genuine and honest um, discussion with them about health and fitness and and their perspective and it was really cute and really cool and they, they had a great time. Um, and plenty of people listen to it and commented on it, so I really appreciate that. But this week, I want to talk about something that, again, I've had, every time I do a solo podcast, I have a discussion with someone prior to recording the podcast, and that's what generally inspires me, and it's usually a client. Um, and uh, this week, I've had, oh, you know what, I have this discussion numerous weeks, to be completely honest. Um, it's about progress and identifying progress, because Unfortunately, we've been brought up in a world where we are firmly of, of the belief that the scales should dictate success and failure on our um, health and fitness, but more importantly, or more, more um, specifically, a weight loss journey. Um, when that is so inaccurate, so incorrect, um, and it's a stigma that uneducated individuals, and that's no fault of their own, just are not aware of how to measure And identify their own progress so i'm going to go through the different ways that you can identify your own progress on a health and fitness journey and look this can be a health and fitness journey of any caliber it doesn't necessarily have to be about weight loss but generally speaking the majority of people that join a gym um, engage a coach download a program start a diet they're trying to lose weight so it's primarily targeted at that um, demographic but The same principles apply if you just want to improve your health and fitness, if you want to develop a little bit of lean muscle mass, you know, that there's a number of ways to look at this um, for your own particular journey. But so look, scales, scales are a big one because um, so many people and, and I've had this conversation so many times where People are afraid to step on the scales. They actually fear it. You know, when I've got a check-in process every week and um, it's primarily on a Friday for most people and they fear that Friday um, because even though they may have been good on the week, they develop anxiety, and I shouldn't laugh, they develop anxiety over what the scales are going to tell them. But, you know, I continually try and educate my clients about the fact that the scales are just one tool of measurement. They are just one measurement that... Is um, I guess you know a surrogacy to our entire journey, and they should not, and by all means will not determine how you feel about that day moving forward. But unfortunately, a lot of people do. You know, I get messages all the time. Oh, I had a weight loss. You know, I jumped on the scales early and and I've dropped a few you know, hundred grams or something. I'm so excited, and and that's great. Don't get me wrong. That is fantastic because it's a positive result. But if you've gone up in weight, you should still have a similar approach to the day. The, the scales should not determine how you feel about yourself. It is just a tool. There should be no emotional attachment whatsoever to that number on the scales. However, the scales still are a tool of measurement and, and they form a part of measuring success on a health and fitness journey and specifically a weight loss journey because you know weight loss or, or more specifically fat loss, we wanna reduce fat. We wanna take the weight off. And the only way to truly identify that, or one of the forms of, of, of truly identifying that is by the number on the scales going down. But that's not going to be a consecutive week-to-week thing. And that's what people struggle with, you know, uh, a, a true testament to a long-term sustainable weight loss journey, week-to-week-to-week. And I've got graphs that, that show clients who have gone through this, there's, there's an up there's a down there's a down there's an up there's an up there's a down there's a plateau there's another plateau then there's a down then there's an up that's how it actually goes that is the truth of the matter but within those ups and downs and plateaus there's other ways to identify improvement there's other ways to identify progress and i'm going to list some of them right now so when you were talking about the physique and you know improvements in your physique weight being one of them so the scales definitely are a tool of measurement that will give you an, an indication of progress, but Do you take measurements, okay? There are a number of different ways to measure your body on a week-to-week or even a, um, you know, a fortnight-to-fortnight or a month-to-month basis that can identify that your shape is changing. I've had so many results of so many clients where the measurements are coming down but the weights staying the same. And the client messages me and goes, I don't understand, this is doing my head in, why is the measurements coming in but my weight isn't changing? Guess what? That's body recomposition. Okay, just because your measurements are coming in does not mean that your weight will go down. It doesn't always work that way. So measuring your physique um, strategically on a week-to-week basis, or you know, just a consistent basis, is a very good way to identify ways of of progress without relying wholly and solely on the scales. Um, so I have a three-point system uh, for males: it's chest, uh, hips, or ch- sorry, chest, waist, and leg. Um, for females it's hips waist and leg um, and you're probably going well hips and waist are the same thing No, well um, the waist is around your glutes and your hips are around your belly button so they you know we, we use the generic terms but we identify where we need the client to measure and as long as you're fairly accurate in terms of the, the point of measurement each time you're going to get a fairly solid indication week to week to week or you know fortnight or whatever of how you're going so Measurements are really cool and you could be even more thorough than that. Like you can do um, your arm, your bicep area, you could do a calf, you can do chest. Um, You know, you can add further measurements to your check-in process or measuring process to further give you data. And at the end of the day, that's what you want. The more data you get, the more you can analyze your week or your your month and, and identify areas of success. So that's how you identify progress. All right. Um, a lot of gyms nowadays, a lot of eight-week challenges have scanning machines. You know, your in-body scan, your e-volt scan. There's a few others floating around. And look, these are these aren't too bad. They're 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 probably giving you a 70 to 80 percent level of accuracy um, because you think about it. When you use them, you generally stand on it, so it measures through your feet, and it also sends a wave through your hands because you grab it as well. So, by the time the signal gets to, you know, your mid-torso or whatever, it's probably weaker. It probably can, or it can, um, mix up identifying fat with muscle, muscle with water, water with organs, and it'll measure subcutaneous fat, visceral fat. Um, So, you know, there's, there's a level of inaccuracy there, but at the same time, if you use that same machine and that same service each time you get a scan, at least you've got a, a, a consistent level of measurement, if that makes sense. So use the same machine, try and do it at the same time, try and do it the same process. So have you fasted? Um, have you eaten? Is it first thing in the morning, in the middle of the day? Like as as there's a level of consistency. The, the units that it's going to spit out in terms of data and measuring your progress are going to be relatively accurate in terms of that consistency. So they're good from that perspective. Um, the other one is a DEXA machine, which is a, a much more accurate machine. I think it, it rates about 90 to 95%. There's still some level of inaccuracy, but um, and it's more expensive, but it's more accurate because you actually line the machine and it scans over you. So it's not feeding a signal through your feet or your hands, it actually runs a machine over you. Um, highly, much more accurate, um, but you don't have to do that as often, I wouldn't, wouldn't suggest. <clears throat> and the other form of measurement um, is skin folds as well. Now, I used to do them. I don't do them anymore because again there is a level of inaccuracy with the individual who's taking the skin folds if you miss the same mark by a couple of mil um, you could be out in terms of what you're measuring so unless you're you know a very um, experienced skin fold taker and you've got a great set of calipers and you know exactly where to hit every single time I wouldn't read too much into that but at the same time again if the same person's doing it you're going to get consistency with your measurements as well, so it's still an element of um, measuring someone's success by taking that as well. So just another way to identify progress. So again, your skin folds might come in, the scan might show that you've reduced body fat. Um, you know, your measurements might have come in, but the weight might have changed, might not have changed, or maybe your weight's gone up, and then it goes, well, well you've put on lean muscle mass. You know, there's there's so many considerations here. You cannot rely on the scales. Okay, as, as accurate as they are in terms of measuring an entire body of weight, they're not going to tell you how much fat you've lost. They're not going to tell you how much water you've drunk. They're not going to tell you how much muscle you've gained or lost. Um, you know, you can't rely on that in terms of your success. You really can't. So the other one <clears throat> that I get in terms of my clients um, to provide is photos. excuse me photos are such an undervalued and underutilized form of measuring progress they really are because as the old saying goes you know a, a picture tells a thousand words and it's so true you could have no movement on your weight on the scales no movement on your measurements but if you compare photos you might see some significant change and again that's just how the body works that's body recomposition so again you've got another Tool of measurement to identify progress without relying wholly and solely on the scales. Um, now I get clients to measure their. Uh, oh, sorry, I get clients to provide their photos on a weekly basis. However, it, it doesn't have to be weekly. It could be fortnightly. It could be monthly. It could be once every six weeks. And what you do is you take the. You know, you take them in a similar position, similar to measuring um, your your physique. You want photos to be um, comparable, so they need to be of a similar nature. So whether they're posed, whether they're relaxed, front, back, side, make sure the background's similar. Um, Get a date, you know, make sure the photo's got a date stamp on it as well, so you can reflect back and reference it. But ensure that um, they're comparable. So, when you go to look at week one against week six, you can compare like for like, apples for apples, because the the poses are the same, the positions are the same, you're looking at the same part of the body. And that way you can identify change. And I guarantee you, it is such a good tool of measurement. You know, plenty of people have seen befores and afters floating around on social media. I've got heaps of them. And they really do tell a fantastic story because, you know, we are our worst critic. We look at ourselves in the mirror every single day several times a day and we always look for negatives we always critique negatives we don't look for positives but if you compare a photo with a six week time difference i guarantee you if you've been good with your health and fitness journey you will see change and that leads me to the last point in regards to physique compliments okay if you've got a good circle of friends a positive um a positive family base you know, good work colleagues. If you're on a really good health and fitness kick, you will receive positive compliments over time. You know, you'll get someone come up to you and go, oh my God, you're looking really good today. Or a family member who hasn't seen you in a couple of weeks goes, wow, have you lost some weight? You know, you look great. You know, those sorts of things you should take with both hands and run with because they're people that don't see you all the time. They know you're, working hard because obviously you you generally have good conversations with them or you see they see you through social media or whatever but then they see the change when they see you in person having not seen you for a couple of weeks and then see you again or having not seen you for you know only one day in the week or whatever it might be and they see that change they see the energy you're bringing they see the glow you're bringing they see the enthusiasm they see the physical change you know the motivation that you you've developed um and that is all and a sign of progress that is all identifying progress so when you get those compliments take them on board say thank you very much and remember it because that is a sign of progress okay so that's sort of the physique in terms of you know measuring progress from a from a, a metric point of view but there are so many other ways to measure progress and this is where people sort of fall down and they don't realize that they can do this so Let's move on to health. Your overall health should be measured as well when you're on a health and fitness journey. And whether it's weight loss or anything else, there are ways to identify progress. So the first one being an improvement in energy, okay? You might have started your health and fitness kick because you feel lethargic. You wake up tired. You're flat. You have no energy, okay? You get to the end of the day and all you want to do is go to bed, all right? Your, your appetite has been suppressed. Um, your sleep is poor, but when you start losing a little bit of weight, you're training, and as we know, training develops energy, you're eating better, you're sleeping better, all of a sudden you've got more energy. And when you have more energy, you're more productive. When you're more productive, you're more efficient. So energy, improving in energy is a sign of progression. It means you're getting better. Another one which I just touched on is sleep. You know, you might be a poor sleeper or an inconsistent sleeper at best. But when you start to train more, you start to eat better, your body responds and you start to sleep better. So when you sleep better, you have more energy, which means you can train better. So that is, again, another sign of progress, your improvement in your sleep. Going to bed earlier, getting up earlier, bouncing out of bed, knowing that you're ready to rock and roll, um, you know, and not feeling tired. Focus. Focus is another one. Um have you ever experienced that cloudy sensation where you're just foggy, you've got brain fog, you can't focus, you're losing attention, um, you're not feeling you're productive, you can't stay fixed on a, on a simple task, but that can be improved again on your health and fitness journey. So if you find that all of a sudden you're, you're more, more clear, you've got more clarity, you're getting more things done, you're more productive throughout the day, um, you know, your brain is just working At an optimal level, there's a sign of progress. Again, something to tick off if you're experiencing that. A bit of a taboo subject: libido. So, if you feel that your sex drive has declined, you know your your your, your lack of interest in sex has been affected. Um, You know, you 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 and your partner are not experiencing that intimate connection that you once were. Now, I'm not going to go into deep details about um, sexual relationships because that's not my area of expertise, but I know for a fact that if you're flat, tired, you're you're sleeping poor, you're lethargic, you're not eating right, your sex drive and your libido is going to be impacted. So that can be improved simply by fixing your diet, training better, um, improving all the one percenters, and you're going to have a happy partner because of that. So that's something to, to identify as a sign of progress as well. And the other one I've written down here on my list is appetite. So when we are flat lethargic tired um you you do tend to either either lose your appetite or you tend to fulfill your appetite with crappy choices or poor choices so if you've lost your appetite you know you might think oh i'm losing weight that's great but that's an extremely unhealthy way to identify yourself as losing weight it really is poor you know you want to be losing weight on a good Nutritional plan on good high calories. You don't want to be losing weight because you're not eating. Um, And I'm sure most people have been down that path before due to stress or anxiety or you know, um, relationship issues or whatever. But it's not a good way to go, it really isn't. So, by improving your health and fitness, improving your training, forcing yourself to eat better at the start, you will find your appetite will improve. And when your appetite improves, your calories go up. When your calories go up, you get stronger, you have more energy, you can train harder and then your calories go up again. And that's the way we monitor all of our individuals um, as a client to ensure that they, they, their metabolism is performing at an optimal level, their body and their mind is performing at an opt- optimal level so their appetite is high, which is another sign of progress. So that's health, all right? Then we move into training. You know, the one I like the most, training. How do you identify signs of progress Through training, well, that's easy. Strength, okay? And I'm obviously going to identify through weight training because that's my bread and butter. Strength training, if your strength goes up through training, you know, you're lifting more, you're lifting better. And this relates to um, your home life as well. You know, are you picking things up that you naturally couldn't before? Excuse me, are you playing with your kids and throwing them in the air before you, you barely move them? You know, are you running around with more energy because you've been training harder, you know, improvements in strength is a significant way to identify progress, range of movement is another one, so when you're strength training, you know, you're doing squats, you're doing bench press, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing lunges, you're doing leg press, you're doing all these things, and when you first start, and if you're very green to the whole weightlifting world, you know, your range of movement might be a tad shy, it might be very, um, uh inaccurate you know your technique's not that great but as you progress as you get better better as you develop more confidence your range of movement will improve and when your range of movement improves you're using and utilizing more muscle mass to move the weight that's a sign of progress okay another way volume volume is another one i'm a big volume believer you know most people that know me or train with me know that i'm a massive um, fan of volume now volume is a reflection of reps and weight. So if you're pressing out 100 kilos on the leg press and you do 10 reps, right? That is one tonne, okay? One tonne of weight. But if you do 20 reps, that's two tonne. So you've just doubled your load. Or if you put 200 kilos on the leg press and do 20 reps, there's four tonne. So you can see where I'm going in terms of volume. You can improve your performance and your efficiency and your overall um, output by improving your volume on a specific exercise. So week one, you might do a leg press 100 kilos for 10. Week two, you might do a leg press 100 kilos for 12. Week three, you might do a leg press 100 kilos for 15. That is an improvement in volume, and that's an improvement of progression. So that's identifying progress in terms of your volume. So that's why it's so important to measure your training. You shouldn't just go in and do whatever. I, you know, I see people do it all the time. And I'm thinking, how the hell do you know if you're improving or not? Because you're not measuring, anything. you're not writing anything down, you don't have a program, you're not recording anything, you're just winging it. So how do you know you're making progress? Execution is another one. Are you, in tra- are you training with intensity? Are you training with good technique? <clears throat> are you engaging the correct muscles? Are you training with good form? Okay, are, are you training? So, for example, are you deadlifting, ensuring that your core is rigid and on throughout the movement? You know, there's so many variables to good execution when it comes to training. So, improvement in those areas, again, is a sign of progress. Sorry, I just took a drink. A drink. My throat's drying up. Intensity. Now, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of intensity. You know, if, you're, if you train with intensity, you're going to improve your training. But intensity is something that not only comes physically, but it comes mentally as well. So your mind has to be on point. You know, when you walk up to that squat rack and you're about to squat 100 kilos for 10 reps, that's going to be hard. And you know it's going to be hard. But if you focus, you bring in that laser focus, and you just utilize the adrenaline and the energy and just draw on whatever you need to draw on to ensure that you are training with that level of intensity to get through those reps that's progress because if you hit those numbers with intensity that intensity can then improve your next week's session <clears throat> so make sure that the intensity is on point motivation how many of you wake up in the morning <clears throat> Bounce out of bed and cannot wait to get to the gym because you are so motivated to train. I bet not many of you can put your hand up and say that. The general population, many of whom I train, really struggle with that. You know, they come to me because they've got that accountability. They've got that face-to-face booking that they have to meet. Whereas training on your own can be a struggle from time to time. I actually posted a, um, a flow model that I designed today about motivation. And it's not all about trying to create or develop motivation, which does fall on the individual. There's so many other elements to having good motivation. You know, there's passion, there's drive, there's commitment, there's consistency, there's perseverance, dedication, um, You know, developing routine, habits. So all of those things can provide motivation once they're all in play. So if you identify that you're more motivated to go to the gym, you look forward to going to the gym, you get excited about going to the gym, you're going to be more productive in the gym, and that is a sign of improvement in your progress. Um, going back to execution, mobility. Mobility is one I overlooked. Mobility, you know, your mobility through your joints is so integral to good execution. You know, if you're squatting nice and deep, if you're lunging with good execution, if your leg press is nice and deep, if you bench press the bars to the chest, you know, shoulder press, you're locking out effectively. Like all of these things will improve. Um, over time and that will improve your mobility, which again is an improvement in progress. Um, so that's training, okay? All of those things, you can all, identify all those things as signs of progress. And again, it comes back to overall improvement in your health and fitness on this journey. Now the last one, <clears throat> the last subheading I've, I've written down is lifestyle, okay? And we talk about this a lot Um, because lifestyle should be part of your week. So what I mean by that is training should just be part of your week. It's just part of your lifestyle. You know, it's like getting out of bed, making your dinner, making your bed, um, driving to work. You know, all those things, training should just fall in the day. It should be prioritized so it's part of the day. So it's part of your routine. And that's the first point. Has your routine improved where, (coughs) excuse me, you're now... Prioritizing your training sessions. So you're planning your week out, you're looking at your diary going, right, I can train here. Okay, on this day I can train here. So you're prioritizing your week and your training is becoming part of your routine. Your meal prep is becoming part of your routine. That's imp- an improvement and a sign of progress. Your attitude towards your training, your attitude towards your nutrition, your attitude towards your health and fitness, okay? Again, if, you are, if your attitude is positive, If your attitude is upbeat, if your attitude is, I cannot wait to get to the gym, that's an improvement. Once again, it's an improvement in progress. I just touched on this positivity. If you are positive about your health and fitness, you know, and this goes back to the very first thing I said about the scales. Don't let the scales upset you. Don't let the scales dictate your happiness. Remain positive no matter what, because even though your weight may have gone up, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative Okay, so you remain positive. You go, yep, okay, that's fine. I'll keep going. No problem. Mindset. Oh, my God. Mindset is so critical to a successful health and fitness journey. It is imperative that your mindset is positive. Your mindset is strong. Your mindset is resilient. Okay, and through strength training, and I speak about this all the time with my clients, and they actually identify this with me. Through strength training, your mindset... Your, the strength of your mindset will improve. It'll improve out of sight. Okay, I did a podcast with one of my clients, Emily, not that long ago, and she identified how much her mindset has improved purely through strength training. And it can re- like if you're struggling mentally, you know, you you feel a bit sad, a bit depressed, a bit anxious, you feel the world's against you. You're not making progress. You can't see. Um, you know, the 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 what do they say? You can't see the forest beyond the trees or whatever it is. If you start strength training, it's amazing how much resilience you can build up. So mindset. If your mindset improves, that's a sign of progress. Enthusiasm. Okay, I've talked about positivity, I talked about motivation, but enthusiasm, you know, if you're Pumped and excited to go to the gym. If you're dragging people along, if you're messaging people, going, "Who's going to the gym today?" You know, I, I did this. You're posting positive messages on social media because you're so enthusiastic about how much progress you're making. That is a sign of progress. Okay. You may give your friends and your family the shits because you're, um, you know, talking to them about gym and training and stuff like that. But who cares? If you're, if you've embraced it, if you're positive about it, if you're enthusiastic about it, and you're seeing change and you're taking on this healthy lifestyle. Good for you. That is awesome. And the other one um, in terms of lifestyle is your influence, your influence on others. So you might be sitting there listening to this and you're a parent and you are taking on a health and fitness journey and you see your your kids listening and watching and observing and and then starting to make comments about what you're eating and exercising. Our kids do it all the time. They do it all the time. Every time we dish them up veggies and they, you know, they... Um, roll their eyes on you know, veggies again and, I, and then I have the conversation with them why do we eat veggies, why do we have veggies what are veggies for, what are the good things about veggies and they know because they see us do it, they see us train, they come to the gym with us more often than not they know what I do for a living and you know obviously we've I've touched on it at the start of this podcast about the podcast I did previously where my kids came on and they're well aware of what we do you know the, the generalisation of my job the fact that I work in health and fitness, you know. So your influence, you can influence your children, you can influence your partner, you can influence your other family members, work colleagues, other friends. Um, it's amazing when you go through a transformation, you know, you shed 10, 15 kilos, look amazing, are <clears throat> go to the gym all the time, you've got more energy, you're eating better. People don't ask you why you're doing it. People ask you how you did it because they're impressed. They're inspired, they're influenced, and they go, you know what, I need to make a change too. And the world could be so much better off with so many more people that are influenced by others. Um, And that's my job. And I love it because I get to influence people, I get to um, inspire people, I get to educate people, and I get to help people make this journey and identify progress along the way, hence this podcast podcast. So I think I've touched on everything I need to touch on in this podcast, identifying your progress. Um, don't rely on scales, please don't. It is one number, it, you know, and you shouldn't look at the scales and say you get, I don't know, 70 ki- on there and you're 70 kilos, but in your mind, you need to be 60 kilos to be acceptable or to be happy why you need to ask yourself why do i need to get to that number what does that number mean to me why because more often than not that number might be out of reach particularly if you're weight training you know your physique might change and you might be out of reach for that number so don't it's just a number don't rely on it wholly and solely okay look at all these other tools of measurement look at all these other ways to identify progress and embrace it embrace it give yourself a pat on the back, keep a record of it, look back, reflect back, compare photos. You know, the the more of these things you can tick off, the healthier, happier, enthusiastic and more sustainable you're going to be. And in 20, 30, 40, 50 years time, you're going to look back and go, wow, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I didn't let the scales ruin my my chance of being healthy and happy and, and, you know, um, losing weight and all those sorts of things because, I measured everything, not just the scales, I measured everything. And that, my friends, is the best approach you can do. All right, I'm done. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening to this specific podcast, all the other podcasts for that matter. We're up to number 52, which is amazing. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm on Apple Google, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify, or other, many other um, uh, podcasting platforms. If you're, <coughs> excuse me, interested in any of my coaching services, I do online coaching, uh, contest prep, body transformation, body recomposition, nutrition profiling, all of those things and more, um, with athletes and general population. Please jump on my website, PaulsBodyEngineering.com. If you've really enjoyed this particular podcast, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.